One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ah, 1995. We all have 1995. Maybe. I don't know. What a stupid thing to say. It was a super interesting time for the World Wrestling Federation, though. So look, get in your DeLorean and let me take you back to sports entertainment from yesteryear. Because yeah, this is indeed 10 things you didn't know about the WWF in 1995. Number 10 wasn't great. It's not like we only realized this recently either. At the time, everybody was a bit worried about the WWF because while times were a-changing, they were not. In fact, it very much felt like Vince McMahon was stuck in his ways. And look, there was still magic here. Even when Bret Hart was feuding with Hakushi and Pierre Lafitte, it was top-tier stuff. Shawn Michaels and Jeff Jarrett were killing it. And the Hitman also went on to have kick-ass matches with the British Bulldog and Diesel. That big sexy clash especially is wonderful, if only everyone had worked with Nash like this. The problem, though, was basically everything else. The In Your House Great White North pay-per-view was so bad, McMahon was genuinely annoyed afterwards. And even gimmicks like Doink the Clown had been reduced to fart jokes. And sure, maybe do one here and there, but it was honestly all the damn time. Everybody else had to be tied to some sort of a job, so we just had constant nonsense. And even kids, the WWF's aimed audience, were rolling their eyes. Bad is bad, my friends. Even children know this. They're not idiots. Well, some are. It's a different video. Number nine, Vince McMahon stepped aside as the booker. Yep, it happened. But it was so short, we don't talk about it. Because eventually Vince realized maybe he did need outside influence. So for two weeks... He gave up his big chair to none other than Bill Watts. Now, trying to explain Mr. Watts in one video is impossible, but no, he was at one time one of McMahon's greatest rivals and somebody who totally believed in old-school wrestling. He was a genius at one point in time, but as we do know, times move on. This had been proven once before when WCW brought him in, but years later, Vince thought he would try, and yeah, it was the same old madness. Bill didn't even want wrestlers punching each other with a closed fist. His greatest error was the angle he did with Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, however. In October, he decided they should be attacked by a group of masked men, so you were just going to have to tune in to the show the following week. McMahon definitely did not feel the same, because when he saw this, he flipped out, re-edited the whole thing, and told Watts to go away and never return. No one ever got a chance again until 2022, and his name was Triple H. Think of that. Number eight, Jeff Jarrett's first offense. Do you remember when the WWF bought WCW when you had the Raw Nitro simulcast? One of the big talking points was Vince McMahon firing Jeff Jarrett right away. There was a reason for this. The story most point to is in 1999 when Jeff held Vince up for money at a pay-per-view. 
and then did indeed leave for World Championship Wrestling. Thing is, it shouldn't have been a massive surprise. Jarrett had done it once before. Of course, it happened in 1995 and was a big shock because Double J was on fire at the time. He was knee-deep in a story with the roadie about who really was the talented singer of the two. And when the company decided to pull the trigger too early, he left. Yep. I'm sure there were other frustrations too, but it was still crazy and made headlines all over the place. Jarrett did go to WCW and that was okay. Kind of feels like in hindsight... He should have stuck with the original plan. Number seven, WrestleMania Sabotage. I'm sure most people listening to this know about Shawn Michaels in the 90s. HBK himself has spoken about it. And yeah, he was having a tough time and that manifested itself in very problematic ways. What really matters is he went away and got the help he needed. A good lesson for us all. It sort of underlines how talented he was because even though Shawn was a locker room tyrant, he was so good in the ring, Vince McMahon basically tolerated it as best he could. That is some level of skill. This knew no bounds even when it came to his buddies, because just go and watch his match with Diesel at WrestleMania 11. With the roles underlined that Kevin Nash would be that year's megastar, it would seem that Michael's got a little bit of a bee in his bonnet about it, and kind of went into business for himself. I mean, he was meant to be the bad guy, but he did whatever he could to get in the good books of the crowd. There was also the much-discussed powerbomb he took at the end, you can go see it right now, and Sean takes this so weirdly, almost landing on his feet, he left the idea out there that maybe, just maybe, he did this on purpose. The bout itself is actually very good, but you do need to keep an eye on the speed of the Heartbreak Kid too. If you think he's trying to gas out Kevin Nash, yes. I think he was. Number six, that Marine incident. Shawn Michaels got beaten up in a bar on the 13th of October, 1995. This wasn't a storyline either. It happened. We just don't know what the exact deal is. The give and take is that HBK tried it on with a lady without realizing her partner was a member of the Marine Corps. This guy, along with eight of his buddies, then waited for Michaels in the parking lot and they whipped his ass. This narrative came from post-standard writer Mike McAndrew, who in his book The Storytellers places the number at about five attackers, whereas former tag team partner Marty Jannetty said it was more like one dude. So who knows? Not I. To be fair, only one person named Douglas Griffith was charged with this assault, but all you have to do is watch the WWF TV to see that something most definitely did happen. Sean was all kinds of battered and bruised, and I would imagine this didn't help with his overall behavior. I mean, nobody wants to be involved in such madness. Yet he couldn't get away from it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Number five, The Great Wrestling. As already mentioned, the WWF was not in a great place back in 1995. Not only was the product itself stale, but behind the scenes wasn't peaches and cream either. Several high executives were fired, wrestlers themselves followed, and the money was heading in the wrong direction. A change was needed. That wasn't going to blow up until 1997, but interestingly, during this time of crisis, the World Wrestling Federation took that middle word and they started to rely on it. Or, they went back to ensuring that in-ring quality was at the heart of their main event. It did help given we pivoted to the likes of Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels who were all-timers in the making. And it was this shift which balanced the books. It wasn't enough to turn business around, but go and look at the numbers. They did calm down to a certain extent, because fans were happy to watch some quality grapplers do their thing. It allowed the WWF to expand their pay-per-view schedule too, which in turn helped with the finances. But it's important to remember this. Far too often we act like Vince McMahon never gave a damn about this side of the industry. Couldn't be further from the truth. Number four, WCW won a battle before the war. If we are going to talk about the Monday Night Wars, it has to start when Nitro launched on the 4th of September. WCW did a pretty good job in differentiating themselves too, because they not only showcased Brian Pillman versus Jushin Thunder Liger, but they had that closing cliffhanger with Lex Luger. Not a bad way to start. When you jump back to June, though, the WWF cancelled a planned NBC special that would have been a highlight package from WrestleMania 11, mostly because everybody knew it wasn't going to draw. The metrics told us all we needed to know. At the same time, however, Jimmy Hart and Hulk Hogan were being featured on a flipping LA Lakers game thanks to a relationship with Shaquille O'Neal as the letters WCW were flashed on screen like they were the be-all and end-all of wrestling. McMahon took offense to that, so started showing clips of the Hulkster getting destroyed by a Yokozuna leg drop all over his TV. Because yeah, he knew he's not stupid. And as we know, the following few years going to be an absolute roller coaster. Number three, the unpopularity. So the chat today by many a wrestling historian is whether or not 1995 WWF was as unpopular as it's been made out. The answer is yes. Yes, it was. While they had been able to smash pop culture in the 80s, the company had been on a downward slope ever since because that's how life works. Once you've peaked, there's only one way you can go. The powers that be were also very slow to react to this, mostly because they thought they had found the magic touch. But the surprise is actually, it got worse in 1996, even if the overall landscape felt better. We base this on numbers because numerous 1995 pay-per-views outdrew their 1996 counterparts, including the big two. WrestleMania 11 sold 340,000 pay-per-views compared to 12's 290,000s, and SummerSlam did the same. It was 205,000 to 100. 57,000. So really it was 1997 when the WWF found their fire again and thank goodness for that. If you're an actual fan, you don't get excited about bad business. That's just crazy. Number two, the long-term story of Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Didn't see this one coming, did ya? To be fair, neither did I. We will go weird here to start as well and talk about Kevin Owens and that famous clip of him talking to Vince McMahon after his WrestleMania 33 match with Chris Jericho. If you have not seen it, the boss in no uncertain terms tells Owens he was not pleased with his work, which is sort of what happened to one Jean-Pierre Lafitte. Now, back in 1995, he had had one hell of an underrated contest with Bret Hart in Your House 3. So come 2008, when the man was getting back involved, he somehow got a WWE tryout. The soon-to-be PCO then waited around to chat to Vince afterwards, I suppose to get his approval, and when he found the boss, nope, apparently McMahon just pushed him out the way like he was nothing. Sheesh. The reason we include it here is because Pierre does actually think it ties into this period. During a 2009 interview, he admitted he had been super outspoken about the click, 
who he thought ruined the business for the entire locker room. The relationship between him and the promotion was then shattered when he refused to lose to Diesel at a house show, mostly because they were in Montreal. That was Lafitte's hometown, and he had been billed as an attraction... I'm gonna suppose he just didn't like the guy. It means there is such a mad story to all of this, and maybe 13 years later, it actually was still ticking away in Vince McMahon's mind. Number one, we got The Undertaker versus Kane. Sort of. It was the same performers, at least. And the first proper clash between the on-screen brothers was at WrestleMania 14 in 1998. But thanks to the relationship between the WWF and Smoky Mountain Wrestling, Taker and Glenn Jacobs actually fought in August 1995 at the SMW Super Bowl of Wrestling. Jacobs was known as the Unabomb then, and because he was big and needing of the experience, the dead man was drafted in, and they had a scrap. By all accounts, it was pretty good too. Must have stayed in some people's heads come 1997. Of course, poor Glenn would have to be Isaac Yankum, the wrestling dentist, in between all this. And he was the fake Diesel. Thank goodness he found the Big Red Machine character. It felt like he was already on borrowed time through no fault of his own. If you do want to skip forward a few years in time, make sure you click the video on the screen right now, which is 10 Best World Champions of the WWE Attitude Era. Like the video, share the video, subscribe. Have a great day. Thanks for watching, and I'll speak to you again soon. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 